Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Netflix vs. Cinema, a podcast that is getting a bit confused as to film release days. What days do film get released now, post, well, middle pandemic, whatever it is we are now. Middle of 2021, whatever it is we have. My name is Tosin. I am the host of the show. I am based in the United Kingdom in a small town called Bromsgrove in the middle of the country. And joining me as always on the Isle of Wight, a small island off the south coast of England, are Sharon. Hello. And Sean. Oh, yeah. How are we doing, guys? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Um, yes, I'm, well, thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, cool. So How about yourself? I'm doing well. I'm doing okay. well. I'm going to try and move on a bit yes. this week because last week when I got off the podcast, I got told off for taking a bit too long having fun with my friends. So, <laughs> <laughs> We did have an upset baby at the end of it. Yes. Then where's daddy? <laughs> yes, yes. We, we had an upset baby, which led to an upset mother. But so, so yeah, so yeah, so I'm doing, uh, having, having to, so I'm like, okay, I think we might need to cut down the amount of time we talk by f- two minutes to five minutes of film. Five minutes. Yeah. That's minutes cool. Of film. That's cool. That suits me. Yep. But, but um, for those of you who may have just walked across us or stumbled across us for the first time, this is Netflix versus cinema. And what we do on this show is we go to the cinema. We, well, now that we're allowed to again, oh, it feels so good to say that. We go to the cinema and we watch three things, usually three things a week. And we stay at home and watch a couple of things, or we watch three things a week. We rate them all out of five. And at the end of the day, we say, we take an average and we say, this is who won the day. This is where money was better spent. It was either in the cinema or it was on Netflix and Friends. And this week we have gone to the cinema and I believe we have all seen what is the big release this week. Mm. We have This film has waited and waited and waited to be in the cinemas like many, so many others. But this was, one of, <laughs> I remember that this film was one of the big ones that was probably the week when we, this was declared a pandemic and the cinemas had to shut. This film was supposed to open. And then it couldn't. And that is A Quiet Place Part 2. Mm. So if I'm correct, we've all seen that. Yes. All right, cool. And what else? And so I think Sharon and I um, both saw A Quiet Place Part 2. I think that was the only thing we saw in the cinema. Because with my new life now, I'm allowed to see one film a week in cinema. <laughs> and Sean, you picked up the slack. What else did you see? Um, I saw a film called Nobody. Yes. I saw that on Wednesday night, which was released on Wednesday night. So I was like, lucky to catch that one. Yep. Yeah, because that's a film I've been looking forward to seeing. And I was talking about the release dates. When I went on Tuesday, it was nowhere to be seen. Then I, when you said you see nobody, I was like, how did you see nobody? <laughs> I was like, how did you see nobody? It hasn't been released yet. Then I, and then I checked and it's showing at my local cinema tonight. I'm like, when was that released? And apparently, Wednesday night. Wednesday night is the new premiere night for movies. It's I didn't know about that. It's a little bit like um, I was speaking to superfan Nina and... She, I think she saw a post to put on Facebook and she asked, she was like, what, how did you guys get to see Cruella? We're like, at the cinema. She's like, are cinemas open? Oh. <laughs> and I was like, yes, where have you been? The video was the 17th of May. She's like, oh my God, they are. <laughs> I haven't heard much from her since, so she might have just have been in the cinema since. Just been in the since. cinema constantly. Just been in the cinema constantly. Okay, so we've seen, so we have Nobody. We have um, A Quiet Place Part 2. And um, I think Sean, we have the Conjuring, which you sort of like gave a cursory thing. So yeah, we'll I could I could go a bit more in depth than that because I could go I a little bit more in depth because yeah. officially that hasn't counted built towards cinema yeah. score or anything like that. And at home, what have we seen? So Sharon, you saw a film called Awake on Netflix. 
That sounds familiar, but yeah, I'll look, look forward to hear words. Sharon, you saw Jungle Land, Jungle 2019, Land. Jungle Land on Sky Cinema. Yep, I have seen the poster for that or the thumbnail for that, and I saw a TV series on Sky called Mayor of East Town with Kate Ooh. Winslet. Yep, with Kate Winslet. So let's kick off first and uh, kick off with cinema as we usually do, as we traditionally do, and we will kick off with only one place to start: A Quiet Place Part Two. So, let's see. We've all seen this. Um, I'm just trying to get a timer up so I don't get I don't get told off again. Right, cool. So, A Quiet Place Part 2. I think quickly, just to say, that, so this is a sequel to A Quiet Place. No surprise there. And this was a film that was released. And the basic premise of the first film was there are these creatures out there. We don't know what they are. We don't know where they've come from. But they are very sensitive to sound. So they have come in and they have just started taking out all the humans around the whole place. And the only way you can survive is by not making a sound. You have to keep quiet. If you keep quiet, you might survive. And that is the basic premise. The first film centered around a family and it ended. It was quite a nice, tight little story that I really, really loved. I mean, I think it was one of those films that it's cinematic in the idea that it, there's large swathes of this film that are really, really quiet, are really, really silent. It's the kind of film that you don't want to go to with a big pack of popcorn because you will be very conspicuous. <laughs> you become very conscious of the fact that you have a big bag of popcorn because there's massive swathes of the film that don't have much sound in it. And so the second film comes up, and this is one of those things. Whenever you have like a breakout hit like this, I am always a bit worried when they come and they want to do a sequel because I'm like, the first one was such a particular contained story that when you're going to try and expand it and you're going to try and copy it on, you have there's so much chance to mess it up. What do you guys think? How, what do you guys think? Did they pull it off? Did they mess it up? Sean, I can see you by jumping uh, Yeah, yeah. Well, I go mean, for, go for it. okay. I'm just going to say, I mean, the thing is with this, I, I mean, the issues which I had with the last one, which I know it's being picky, but these things in the first one are like super, super, super fast, like just woof, gone in a, in a, in a flash. Yep. And, um, and they are, I think in, in the start of this, it's like, woof, and then they suddenly start like climbing bars and going real slow. And like, you know what I mean? It's, um, and I, I thought, well, what are these? And, and they sort of, you know, they, they don't turn up in numbers and it just sort of, you know, I just, to me, I thought it was a little bit, I didn't quite, no, I didn't know. Yeah, no. So that's, that's <laughs> what I'm going to say. Inconsistent. For me, it was totally, totally inconsistent. And I'm not a big fan of Cillian Murphy. So oh, yeah. I, I didn't like his character at all. I thought, no, I, I, totally unbelievable. And there's <laughs> a, shall we say there's a scene towards the end, which I just thought was ridiculous with, shall we say, you know, like sort of uh you know, the, a little group of people that hang about waterfronts and it's, you know, and I just thought, and that was, that was nonsense as far as I was concerned. I thought it was, yeah. So okay. anyway, I don't know what Sharon thought. Sharon, what do no, you but think? I think it's fair to say, Sean, you didn't really like the first film that much, did you? I had issues with the first film. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I remember I watched the first film with you and I was, I was conscious of uh, your huffy. body language. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. You, you weren't loving it. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I liked it actually. I didn't. I didn't dislike the first one. I enjoyed the first one. And for all that there might, you know, there are issues about why is it they can tear through steel, but they can't tear through iron if they've got these sort of indestructible claws and stuff. But I didn't really. I have, have something to say that. on that. I have something to say on that, buddy. Yeah, carry on. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I didn't mind this. So I, I enjoyed it because I, I enjoyed the first one. And I enjoyed this one. And um, again, I don't mind. Um, 
Yeah, I, I thought it was interesting the way they have like this sort of turnaround for the younger characters, where instead yeah. of the children always being rescued, yeah, it's yeah that the was good. children who become the rescuers, yeah. and how I'm not entirely comfortable about how the sort of the, this idea of you reach maturity or you reach that sort of sense of self by an act of violence or by yeah yeah I'm not entirely mm. comfortable with that idea about you know you have to shoot something or you have to kill something or you have to yeah take up arms in order to sort of prove your worth yeah. so I'm not comfortable with that but I and I like the, in some ways the justice of like between between the being the parent and being the child and it was the child who often ended up being yeah. the one. I have, to admit, I have to admit, I was actually quite surprised that in this film, Emily Blunt, who is essentially the big star in the film, takes a back seat for quite a bit of the film. And it's Millicent yeah. Simmons who sort of mm. takes the narrative and goes forward with it. So it's really about the kids, about Millicent Simmons and Noah Jupe. And now Noah Jupe, his, his character, because you're the one who's talking about the whole thing about your... Essentially, there's a big part of it is, is, is kind of like him becoming a man in the absence of his dad and yeah. all that kind of stuff. And his character is... He, he is a character that I think in real life I would find mega, mega annoying. I would find, I would just be like, oh, for yep. goodness sake. And, and you would have all these things popping up in your head that you're not supposed to say anymore. That like, you know, things that's, that rhyme with ham up and grow <laughs> and grow affair. <laughs> you would have those sort of things that, you know, and so I can understand that, okay, maybe this, he has an anxiety problem or anything like that, but almost everything he does in the film, I'm like, no, no, why? Why are you doing that? Why? And the, the arc they try and give him, okay, so that's a five minutes of the arc they try and give him in the film, I'm not totally with. I'm not, I'm not totally with. I think, and in the end, with the way they're sort of trying to say, but it's okay now, he stepped. I'm like, ugh. I don't know. And I think Noah Jupe is a really, really good actor. I think he's one of the good young stars that we have nowadays. I don't I don't think he's well served in the film. I think Millicent Simmons is totally served mm, very well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Who is, and I think it's, it's. Oh, there's so much more to say. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get into it. Well, we can, we can say a bit more. No, no, you yeah. carry on and we're, we're, we're well, well, I can I can slim down on the conjuring. I can do that. Okay, one. yeah, we'll, we'll 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 take some money. We'll take some time from the conjuring, and so and the thing that because the first film, the idea behind it was um, part of the part of the tension that was built in the first film was the fact that this this family was particularly well equipped to deal with these monsters because they had a deaf daughter. So because they had a deaf daughter, the whole family knows sign. sign language. Yeah. yeah. So so that you could do and so once you go out there and you start going into other places and stuff, there there's there's you you have to go away from that tension that you had because there's other people who don't know sign language and they need to communicate with them. And there's one particular bit that is a bit it's it's very <laughs> movie, Contri- it's very contrived, right, it's yeah. very kind of like it's it's essentially it has to do with a character who doesn't know sign language knowing a particular sign <laughs> for something that works in a particular point and you're like <laughs> you're kind of like okay so out of all the times that you needed to know that one sign this was the perfect situation that you just happened to know that this sign meant that so you could do and and i was like and well I, yeah it, it was a bit convenient it had me a little bit with my head in my hands but at the same time things like that have happened to me in real life so things like that, like um, I remember being in China and um, trying to catch a bus out of a, out of a small town to go somewhere else. And the night before, I'd been looking through a phrase book and I happened to be looking up um, the timings on like how you say one hour or something like that. And so when we, we when we got to this bus, we're thinking we don't want to get on this bus. And then this guy was just talking to us and talking to us. And then I realized, oh, 
he's saying one hour. He's saying the next bus is in one hour because I was looking that up the night before. So so things like that have happened to me. So I can kind of let it slide. But in a film, it's just so convenient that you happen <laughs> to know that at that point. The the um, Sean, to go on with the... Because I know a big thing that you and friend of the show, Joe, had with the first film, the big bone of contention with it being inconsistent is that there's a bit where one of the monsters is on a car and the monster can't pierce its way through the yeah. roof of the car but there's another way it's in a grain silo and it bursts its way out of the side of a grain silo now i don't think that that's inconsistent i think it's the difference between knocking a door down by throwing your weight behind it and punching a door down you, you might not be able to punch a door down but if you threw your weight behind it, you can knock the door down so anyway yeah, it, but i think i think apart from that you you know that a couple of things like you got these massive massive claw marks across the thing and it just took them it took them too long to get into the car tozen in the first one it was like five minutes you know and then they got to get rescued and it was going boom 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 so no i'm not going to accept that one yeah, sorry no, no, i mean no, i accept some of the stuff you say but no 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 with, with that one without i actually think i think it is i think it's consistent but we have to go back and we have to forensically wait for the extra that we to put online where okay. sean and i watch the quiet place and we go through <laughs> scene by scene. <laughs> you see that's why that's consistent that's why that isn't and the 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 moving slowly moving quickly thing what they set up is that when the monsters hear a loud noise they move quickly when they're not sure they're kind of creeping trying to figure out if there's a noise in the so there's i think the opening of this film the because they the film starts on day one where the where the monsters actually attack i loved that scene i thought it was great there were some bits that as much as as contrived as they were with this film I still thought that the tension was done really, really well. I thought, okay, that's stupidly contrived. You're just dragging it out now. But at the same time, I'm tense. <laughs> at the same time, I'm like, why it, Why are the hairs on the back of my neck going? And why am I going, oh, for goodness, like, don't do that. There's a bit where they cut two scenes. They're cutting from two locations. What's happening in this location? What's happening in that location? It's a bit convenient that they're all happening at the same time. The way the, the, so the, the, way the film ends, because the... The first film ends on... I really like the way it ends with sort of almost like a punch-the-air moment. And then the second film tries to end with something kind of similar. And I don't th- really think it pulls it off. So I don't think it's as good as the first one. And I would give it a 3 out of 5. Yeah, I think it acts as a nice companion to the first one. Um, but yeah, there, there are flaws. So I would agree with you, Toes, and I would give a 3 out of 5. But I enjoyed it. Yeah, yep. and although although I've got lots of issues with with the film, and and I have got lots of issues with the film, and I I still think the speed one. I think there's a couple of times in it when they would have been like whoosh when they heard something instead of just sort of st- listening, 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 listening. They'd have been Phew! they'd have been on it like that, bang. Yeah, that's it, finished. Um, but I didn't actually hate it, so okay. Cool. I, I think a lot of people must um, you know, I I think I can understand the intrinsic point. Uh, that you guys have come up with some really, really good points, especially with the, with the, the kids. Um, as I say, I wasn't so keen on Killing Murphy, but I will give it a three. I will give it a three. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I think I think it's a three. It, I think it's, it's a very val- mm. it's a valiant effort to do a follow up to the film. Yeah. I, I still I'm still not sure they should have done it. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's it. I must be I must be getting uh, mellow in my old age. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, cool. And so now with that, let's go over to one of, um, let's see, we're going to hear Sean talk a bit. So um, uh, Sharon, do you want to go? Tell us a little bit about Awake. Awake. Yes, Awake is a Netflix film, a new release. It is about a a mother with a troubled past who has two young children. And there is an 
event. There's like an, a solar flare that affects the planet and it causes an EMP. And at the same time, it also scrambles people's sort of synapses and uh, synapses and people can no longer fall asleep. Ooh. And one of the consequences of not being able to fall asleep is that when a very short amount of time, people become disorientated, they can't focus, they can then hallucinate, they can then, basically their their motor functions start to deteriorate. And eventually, after about a week, people just start dying. They just can't cope with, the, the, human, is, the human body is not designed to not cope yeah, with Yeah, to not fall asleep, yeah. And so, and in this world, suddenly, uh, they realise that this they her daughter, who is something like ten years old, can still sleep, and there is a government facility that has been set up to study. There's one other person who can't sleep as well that they have found who is in this facility, and this basically is the, this place is the only hope. And so you see, the story is basically this woman with her two children, how she tries to get them from one place to another. <laughs> with all the events that happen in between uh, but it basically the premise is yes it's a, a woman in peril with her children trying to find an answer to why what can they do why is their daughter able to sleep and no one else can and is there a cure is there something about their daughter her daughter that can be either studied or di discovered that could help other people to sleep as well yeah. and you have encounters with with a church group oh, you have yeah. encounters with um, some sort of <laughs> convicty type people who were the local jail because people aren't functioning anymore they just and the EMP meant that no nothing electronic works yeah. so all the security at the local jail has just given up so you've got all these sort of criminally type people yeah a, a church, have, I was say, a church group in a post-apocalyptic Hollywood movie never never goes well <laughs> no never ends well though actually in this one the pastor is quite sympathetic though as usual most of the congregations seem to be sort of nutters um, <laughs> and then you throw in <laughs> and then you throw in guns and that's always a good combination apocalypse religious people oh and uh, guns oh guns yeah. oh yeah oh yeah guns. perfect perfect <laughs> and then um yeah they also meet um there's a military facility so again it's like nutters guns post-apocalypse what could possibly go wrong um so and then yes you it's quite a concise story it's about an hour and a half long and it, i read a book a number of years ago a science fiction novel called nod which was based on the same principle and uh, what happens if people can no longer fall asleep and that developed in a slightly different way so it's quite interesting to see a sort of a different take on that same yeah. premise yeah whereas yeah, it's quite a simple story. I think quite a simple setup, and the actual answer in the end was quite straightforward. Um, yeah, not an awful lot to say about it, really. It's entertaining for what it was. Nothing hugely surprising. I didn't suddenly go, wow, that's an amazing take on that story. I would give it a, a three and say, yeah, check it out if you want just a uh, not terribly demanding watch. But if you like your science fiction, you like your sort of, slightly something slightly different then it's an interesting one but yeah i'd say solid entertaining but nothing spectacular but yeah a solid three does it have does it have a well-known actress in it yes who's that there's jennifer jason lee pops up as like a scientist oh. type person uh, who plays the mother who's trying to get the kids across the place i didn't i recognized her um but i don't know she was like a 
the Americans would say a Latino actress, but that's not a term we tend to use in this country. But oh, I, yeah, I yeah. recognised her, but I don't know her name offhand. Oh, right, okay, cool. But let me have a look to see if I can find it. Yeah, um, it's probably Alice Braga. Quickly. <laughs> but it's, but yeah, because I've, I've, I've. I feel like a, it's it's one of those films I feel it, well. It sounds a little bit like um, what was that Sandra Bullock one? Um, something bird, bird something. Oh, um, blind um, box. Bird, bird box. Bird box. That was it. Bird. That was it. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds, that's sounds again. That's a different. That's where bird. they lose. They well, the creatures um, fry with your brains, and you want to kill yourself if you see them. Your brain yeah. can't comprehend what you've seen. Oh. I've actually got the two books here just next to me: Bird Box and Mallory. Mallory. Oh, 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 cool. Okay, so why are you looking that up? Why are we looking that up? And just Gina so... Rodriguez. Sorry, Gina Rodriguez. Oh, Gina Rodriguez. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. From from Fast and the Furious fame. Yeah, Joan... right. that's why I didn't recognize her because I don't. Watch uh, all right, Joan... okay. Fast and the Furious. That's Nine coming. coming. That's out. a new one. There's a new one. I know. I know. I saw... Fast and the Furious. Like... Uh, are you sharpening your knives yet? Are you I sharpening saw, your knives? I saw the posters, and I'm like, <laughs> mind you, there's a couple of other people that have said to me, "I am not going to bother with it." There's, I'm surprised. There's a lot of people that say it's just getting sillier and sillier and sillier. It is. It is getting sillier and sillier. I mean, Fast and Furious Nine. I saw the trailer for that, and and in the trailer alone, there's at least three moments where I go, "Oh, for goodness' sake!" <laughs> <laughs> I came to that point at film number two, so I've yeah. only actually seen the first Fast and the Furious film. So I reached that point eight films ago. <laughs> no, I mean, it's just got dumber and dumber, and like there's bits where you go, "Okay, I know you have your own laws of physics, but come on." There's a bit where they have there's a bit of the trailer where they have a a, a muscle car. A muscle car on a rope bridge. <laughs> a muscle car on a rope bridge. And you can see that one end of the rope bridge has been cut, Indiana Jones style. And the car is still driving on the bridge, trying to get to the other side of the bridge before the rope bridge falls down. And the car is in the middle of the bridge. I'm like, no! <laughs> just... Do they not even know? Have they not even heard of Isaac Newton? That no, no, they haven't. Be. That's the thing, That's they the haven't. Thing. <laughs> The Fast and the Furious movies haven't heard about this, <laughs> and I think there's some people, there's some people who are involved in them who someone totally, needs to drop an apple on their head, obviously. You know, there's there's people in the, who are involved in this film who just totally, totally take them, <laughs> <laughs> and they know that these films are taking them, and, and they're, they're just running with it. But anyway, oh, also one thing I wanted to say about Quiet Place Part Two, I mean, obviously, did anybody else get pandemic? vibes from this film yeah 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 i did yeah <laughs> it's like we're all indoors we can't make you can't leave your house you can't do anything this there's this thing that's outdoors that if you go it's gonna kill you and i was like going huh never saw this in the first film but uh, it's go and also love and monsters after watching love and monsters and record yes. i just kept watching this from going hang on a second isn't 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 the storyline of this is very love and monsters we've got to leave the house that we haven't left for for ages we've got to go from this place to that we've got to do something with the radio we've got to put out a message that every i was like <laughs> i was like Whoa, dude, and there's uh. pirates <laughs> yeah. yes, yes you've obviously and, got yeah you, yeah you've obviously got issues with it toes <laughs> no 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 it's not it's not it's, it's, it. it's, it's not issues it's just things that pop um ooh. what the heck is going on Sorry, I think something in my I think something in my office is trying to blow up. But, <laughs> but, I hope there's none of those creatures about. 
Uh, it might be one of those creatures. Yeah, that that noise that noise would mean that. Uh, but no, that depends, Sean. It could be one of the older ones, one of the geriatric ones that <laughs> moves very slowly. <laughs> moves yeah, very slowly. Be, yeah. So so. They've been on Earth a bit so longer. I reckon I got another thirty seconds. <laughs> 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 Okay, cool. So that is three for Awake. And now we're going to go back to cinema and we're going to go back to Nobody, a film that I've got to be honest with you, when I've, when I've heard about this film, it made me think of a combination of two things because it may, it's, it's been widely publicized that it comes from the people who made John Wick. John Wick, yeah. So it made me think of John Wick. But when I hear about the storyline of Nobody, it makes me think of the David Cronenberg film, A History of Violence. Now, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember that film. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So go ahead, Sean. So basically, this story it starts off really sort of quite mundane. Just it shows like Wednesday, Thursday, he misses the 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 that uh, you know he's got this family, and then the house gets broken into, and he's got uh, he could actually take out these burglars. He's got a chance, and and he doesn't, and is. But his son does, and he's like, "Dad, why didn't you?" He lets he lets them go, basically. He yeah. Lets him go. But he's obviously there's obviously some tensions there. There's tensions between his wife and tensions between his um, kids, and especially now his son's like looking at him, going, "Oh, well, you know." You're anyway, useless. <laughs> yeah, you're useless. So he goes out. He goes to see his dad, and his dad's like, "You know, how's it going?" He goes, "Yeah, I'm getting getting a bit upset here, and all that." And and during the robbery, this. Uh, the, the necklace his daughter's his young daughter's necklace has sort of gone missing so he decides he's going to go and find it so he basically he gets on these but he gets on the bus to go and find this uh this bracelet is and he finds the people who burgled his house and he's they're not particularly they're like he's he they've got a baby they've got no money they're not really there was never any bullets in the gun and so he sort of lets it go yeah. and on the way on his journey back this car crashes and some people it's, I mean, it's practically in the trailer this bit. So, and they stop and they sort of get on this bus and everybody gets off, but he's not, he's just sat there at the back. And, um, I mean, I don't know. Have you seen the trailer? No, no. I haven't seen the trailer, but, but I'm expecting oh, uh, the next words you say to be, and, and it all kicks off. And it all kicks <laughs> off. It really does. It's like, he's obviously had this, um, pent up frustration for like ages. And he just, he's, he's sort of, everyone's, gets off the bus because they're all a bit scared first of all there's this bit where there's a guy on the bus that he's gonna he's gonna step in and he looks he looks at the the protagonist and the protagonist doesn't do anything so he gets off and there's this young girl left and he just walks off says to the bus driver she, she says don't don't bother calling the police don't bother calling the police push pushes the, <laughs> says the bus driver out shuts the door says something rather rather rude and they all laugh <laughs> They all laugh like that, and then yeah, it kicks off. It, it's um, so it's pretty mayhem. But again, it turns. Out, it's, I mean, I suppose it's pretty cliche because it turns out that the people he, he does some serious, serious damage to some of them. Yeah. Um, and uh, so, and obviously they're they're like they're like Russians or Eastern Europeans. They're Russians, basically. You know, that oh. have been and and one that's injured is the brother of like a super Russian that's got like five hundred thousand henchmen. Okay, so 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 and far, so far history of history of violence, history of violence. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> so yeah, basically, let's put this is this is putting a um, a human story on John Wick, basically. You know, <laughs> so, so uh, and it turns out, yeah. So um, yeah, so he goes, he, he, yeah, where he's working is a big factory, like steel pipes and um, 
memories. I'm not sure if you'd like this, Sharon, because memories of Rambo sort of come back. You know, oh. the, the last oh. one we saw. Oh, last oh, Rambo, Last Blood. Some of it, yeah, 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 but not, uh. not, not, not that bad. So you might, it might be worth a shot. It's more, it's much more John Wicky than um, Rambo, Last Blood. But there are moments where there is, there is those sort of traps, should we say? You know that some. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's lots of, lots of, lots of red stuff flying everywhere, and you know what have you. There's, there's, there's a lot of that. But the, he's, he got his dad. His dad basically is. Um, he was the guy who played the professor in Back to the Future. I can't remember the guy's Christopher name. Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd. Christopher Lloyd, yeah. But he's really, really old and he's like in an old people's home. And obviously, being the Russians, they want to take out the family, don't they? So, but he's, he's got a few tricks. Let's just say he's got a few tricks up his sleeve. Yeah. And also, someone who I haven't seen since, Man with the Iron Fist, Razza's in it. You know, Arvin. Oh, yeah, Rizza. Rizza. So, and I mean, I like Rizza. I like, I think he's great. I think he's pretty cool. And he's obviously something in think think equalizer mate you know like in the equalizer he's got the odd friends now and then oh yeah 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 yeah. So yeah of yeah. course so he gets a bit of company to help along the way and it yeah. builds up into this massive massive free-for-all with lots of lots of shooting <laughs> lots of fighting lots of blood and it is very very light-hearted even you know i mean there's some really really quite funny light-hearted moments in it well what, the thing is that once you have a film that starts off from the people who brought you john wick you're not really expecting... No. <laughs> you're not expecting kind of... subtlety, are you? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like when you're, you're expecting style. You're expecting That's style. It. You're expecting... A, like, for instance, John Wick, the storyline. What happened? They killed this dog. He killed them all. That's, That's it. it. That's <laughs> it. That's it. That's it. So, as I say, so this puts more of a human side to to than John Wick. You know, John Wick was just relentless, wasn't he? The, yeah, the char- yeah. The character in this, he's uh, he's got more... He's, he's more of a human face. And... Yeah, it is. It was just really, really fun. So, I mean, this is, I've really, really enjoyed this. And yeah, it might have been a bit silly, might have been a bit stupid, but I really, really enjoyed the movie. I don't think there was anything too, too dumb that I haven't <laughs> seen anything else. You really, really enjoyed the story. And also, I saw it with Happy John, and Happy John rated it very, very highly. So, and if Happy John rates anything happy very, john very, likes very, it. very We're happy. happy john likes it because happy john likes nothing yeah, yeah just just in case <laughs> just in case you you have not listened to the podcast before you're not aware the name happy john is a little bit tongue-in-cheek <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's a it's a little bit tongue-in-cheek so so if happy john liked it then oh okay cool yeah so, so how I'm many stars give, did you give it for, for enjoyability i'm gonna give this one a four this, this, ah. this gets a four, nice four star from me because it's right oh. up my street oh, okay. i enjoyed it that's good okay i might give you guys a warning um a prior one as soon as i'm only allowed to watch one film a week this might be the film i watch next week anyway yeah yeah that's cool <laughs> because... nice, nice yeah no go for it go for it that'd be good okay so that was um um nobody nobody four stars for nobody and now we're going to move on to back to back to netflix and friends and this is a show that i watch called mayor of east town starring kate winslet and the this is a show that um quite frankly i had no interest in watching whatsoever because i was like i could see that it showed up on the sky thing and says mayor of east town and it kept and it had kate winslet in it and to me it looked like you know, when they did True Detective or something, oh, we get a film star, we put film star in a central role in a TV yeah. show, which is a, it's a trick that I feel HBO have pulled a couple of times. And um, most of the time, I'm not particularly interested. Um, um, but this film, this, 
just kept getting more and more buzz and I kept seeing articles pop up and they were talking about oh this Kate Winslet this and Kate Winslet that and Kate Winslet talks about her husband and about how her husband looks after the kids and there were all these opinion pieces about oh why should that be a big deal and there was a particular opinion piece that and this seems to have gotten a lot of um um press about the fact that Kate Winslet has a sex scene in it and she's she spoke about the fact that there's a bit where you see a little bit of her uh, you see her stomach and there's a bulge and the director had offered to digitally remove the bulge for her and she had declined and this got everybody up in arms because obviously this is a show of Hollywood being sexist once again and chauvinist and a patriarchal society thinking what women's <laughs> bodies should look like and I was like what the okay I'm, I'm a bit ashamed to say that that's what got me to watch this show but I decided to watch this show to see what all the fuss was about <laughs> <laughs> and this show it, it sort of tick it 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 shows all the things that I thought like like okay it's essentially going to be it's a it's a murder story it's like they live in this small town outside Pennsylvania or in in Pen, no it's outside Philadelphia in Pennsylvania um, and they and it's a small knit community you get to meet Kate Winslet's mayor who is a detective in the in the police station and you get you you realize that this whole this is a very small community everybody knows her when there's a problem instead of actually calling the police station they just call her on her personal mobile and they say mayor i've got a prowl outside my house mayor i've got this mayor i've got that and as it goes on you find out more about her family you find out the fact she has a daughter she has a grandson with her but you but it's never clear she has a grandson but it's never clear who the grandson's parents are they just it's 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 and it that comes clear after a while it becomes clear after a while she lives with her mother or rather her mother lives with her and there's all these different characters that you go you get introduced to there is an ongoing case at the beginning of the show where somebody that she used to be friends with, her, her daughter went missing, has missing for a year. And everybody sort of blames Mayor that, why haven't you found her? You're not doing anything as the police. So there's that going on in the background. Then a young girl gets killed. A young girl gets killed and the next seven episodes of the, the seven episodes are about trying to figure out that there's all these different strands. There's the strands all over the show. <laughs> and... Uh, there's a TV show called Vera. You guys know Vera, right? Yes. Where I think it's Brenda Blethyn. That's it. Yeah, and this just gives me the feeling of it's like an it's like a season of Vera. The only difference is that now you have an A-lister in the main thing. Like, I don't think that the story is anything new. Small town, someone gets killed. We're going to try and find the murderer. We're going to try and find... There's going to be familial things. There's going to be this going on. What's going to happen? There's going to be close There's to the main detective. There's going to be secrets that don't want to be revealed that get revealed. Exactly. Exactly. All of those things in the playbook. And also the fact that you have... And even they, they even do this whole thing where, and they keep trying to fake you out, like, "Oh, this is going to happen. This is going to happen." And ah, oh, there, there it is. We found the killer. But you're like, "Hang on a second. We've got two episodes left." So no, <laughs> that's it's like the gonna... killing in that regard, isn't it? You, the killing. You had you guessed the killer every week, and then it was like, "Ha ha, fooled you again." And yeah. it's not. And you, they kept stringing you along i think this this has a lot from the killing i I actually went along to look on it because i would not be surprised if this was a remake of a scandi noir because it it very much has that feeling and the mayor character has a very much sort of like what's her name esther lund in the killing Uh, yes yeah it has a it has very much that feeling so so all in all i mean that storyline and everything like that i think it's well done i think it's well acted obviously with a-listers but there's i won't tell you who it is but because but they almost kind of like they use the casting, I think, almost as a red herring because there's some yeah. big name actors who they put in the show who do nothing. 
they they have like they they make absolutely no difference to the storyline whatsoever. And I'm thinking, why the heck did you pay? Okay, I'm guessing that like, if you put him in there, probably everybody would think, oh well, that's the killer. But it's gonna, <laughs> but it's and so there's there's some things in there where I feel as if they're trying to play with your expectations of what this kind of show should be. I think it's all right. I don't think it's anything other than what you see on ITV on a Saturday night. I don't think it's that much more. It's kind of like Unforgotten. I think I'd rather watch a season of Unforgotten than watch this. I would give it a three out of five. And and the final thing I'll say on this is the whole controversy that got me to watch this show in the first place. I watched the entire season. The show ended and I was like, what the? When, when was it? And I was like, wait, what? that was it? and i watched the entire season waiting for this big moment that was going to come up and i was going to be like oh okay yeah i see what they're talking about it is literally it is it is it is a second if that in the first episode and i had to go back watch it pause it to see what the heck the the fuss was about i didn't even see it you could see kate winslet's tummy I, I didn't even notice anything. I, I honestly didn't see anything. There was nothing untoward. And so I just feel like there was a bit of a storm in a teacup about it. Kate Winslet is brilliant. Julian Nicholson, who plays the best friend, is brilliant. The performances are great. But I think that the storyline is something, if you watched the Scandinavian Noir, you've seen it. If you've watched Vera, you've seen it. If you watched the season of Unforgotten, you've seen it. So I don't think the storyline is anything major to write home about. And I think they know that. So that's why they... There's all these storylines all over the place that don't quite coalesce, but there's a lot of red herrings trying to throw you off the scent of what they're trying to do. But when you get to the final episode and you've caught the you've caught the killer and you know there's still 30 minutes left, you know something else is going to happen. Yes. So, so, it's, so, yeah, anyway, maybe it, it's a show that maybe could benefit from not having a progress bar at the bottom telling you how long it is that you've been watching it for. And, <laughs> <laughs> all right, so that's Mayor of East Town, and I'll give that a three out of five. And now we go to The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It, the film that Sean gave a nice little five-minute review last week. Uh, do you want to say anything? I'll take it. Anything? Yeah, I just I say a little bit. Like, yeah, I didn't give it too much thing. Just to say, I, because I mean, we, we like to have the same amount of of cinema as film. So yeah, basically, it's a story of a murder, which but the defence was demonic possession. The yeah. defence was demonic possession. Now, out of all the ones like um, Paranormal Activity and the, the whatever and the other sinister ones called, and all and those insidious, the, the, the Conjurings are the ones I can probably be a little bit forgiving uh, yeah. for whatever reason. But anyway this but to start off with this film and i think i might have said it last week it's basically the first bit before even the subtitles come up is uh exorcism yep. and it's just shot for shot out of the film the exorcist basically it's just basically you, you know uh, i think i probably said that last week so it's basically a shot out of the exorcist and then the titles come up and then it goes to this story of a murder that was committed and the defense is going to be demonic possession and it's basically uh, the, the the couple the couple trying to to prove this uh, this demonic possession, yeah. and I didn't think it was was. Uh, I, I mean, I didn't hate it. I, I mean, it didn't scare me. Nothing seems to scare me these days. I don't think I've been scared at all. I'm just dying to be scared. Only I'm, happy John. I'm wanted. I'm wanted. Yeah, happy John scares me. He's happy John does. He's like, sure, like I have a teenage daughter. Nothing scares me. <laughs> Nothing scares me. No, no. One day there's going to be something that that's, that's scared. I mean. Sharon, you're not big on the horror genre yourself, are you? I don't yeah. mind um, schlock horror. So I like my zombies and I like yeah. my... Yeah. I'm not keen on anything that's 
realistic or psychological. So right, I don't okay. mind your schlock horror. Um, yeah. So yeah, your blood vampires, bars. zombies, yeah. and that sort of horror, I'm fine with. But yeah, I'm not into your creeping up behind you wearing death masks and stabbing people a hundred times. Not really. Oh yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Those eight slasher picks. This is, a, I think, this is a bit more. This this is a little bit more thoughtful. You know, this is in in this movie they 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 go through a process of trying to find you know to try and approve things. Yeah. So, but. Uh, I mean, I don't think any of them are particularly scary, you know. Yeah, because they, the, Conj the Conjuring movies, they're kind of almost sort of paranormal detective story. I think they are, yeah. That's, ba that's basically it. So they're like yeah. a detective story. And this wasn't half bad. Um, and so, as I say, I would, I would, would probably give this a three star, you know, as a, because I didn't, I didn't like hate it or anything like that. And I've, I've watched some of the others. And uh the first one i might have had a few i, I have a little couple of issues and i'm thinking well blah, 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 or it's a bit cliched or or there's a bit but what i mean is i didn't like huff and puff i wasn't the huffle puffler yeah <laughs> like sharon says when she can feel the tension rising in me when i start to <laughs> yeah. bubble up and that i can always tell you don't have to say anything but i can yeah, feel no, i know i can feel you can feel it's like when you enjoy a film, you're like horizontal, but when you don't like it, you get further and further up in your seat, and then I can feel you fidget. Fidgety. Yeah, yeah. but, but uh, I also think, I, also, I would also imagine that The Conjuring, you went into this film with your expectations in the toilet. Yes, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pro pro probably not that bad, but I wasn't expecting it to be... Yeah. You know, we... We needed things, and it was cinema. It was cinema. Cinema was back. So, <laughs> so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. I will it watch doesn't it. matter. Yeah, I watch it because cinema's here, and I mean, I love cinema, oh. and just just the experience of, of oh, being back in the cinema was sure, super. Sure, you know what I would have loved. What I would, <laughs> I would have paid money to see if cinema had come back and the Fast only film showing for the first week was the Fast and the Furious 9 it was the Fast and the Furious the, oh I would, I would have, have paid, gone I would have gone I would have paid good money for that oh my god <laughs> is that it well it's like me if I turned up and it was all animation I'd be going oh was... for goodness sake yeah. <laughs> Oh man! Okay, that thought is gonna give me chuckling for like the next. For, it's gonna give me chuckling for like the next day or so. All right, cool. So now we get back to to Netflix for our final thing, for our final thing of the show, which is uh, Sean. You said you saw Jungle Land. Jungle Land. Yeah, now, I've I've been seeing the thumbnail as I said for this on Sky Cinema. Uh, tell mm -hmm. us what what is this all about? What made you watch it? Okay, well, basically, this is a story of of two brothers. Um, that one of them's got out of prison and he's been in a bit of trouble. But one of the brothers is a really, really super good uh, bare knuckle fighter. And they're saying, oh, you know, we want to make, we can make some money because he can, he can do these bare knuckle fights. And he meets one of his ex compatriots. And basically they just, he says, right, okay, you're going to have to do this for me to pay your debt. And they, so they, so a girl has to tag along and they're heading off to this, this, big competition um things happen along the way and they get mixed up and they get into fights and they go now the reason i watched this is because it's got two of my favorite act two of my favorite actors and the one that i really really can't think of being good in anything um i think you might have been in my <laughs> ooh, good ooh, thing ooh, 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 uh, anyway oh, you're oh, gonna no, love no, this no, aren't no, you no, so okay, yeah so it's no, got, no 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 i'm trying to think jason clark jason clark <laughs> no no jason clark no it's not jason clark <laughs> i'm trying to think i might have liked him in one thing i might have even liked him in two but most of the things i've done stanley tucci no 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 this is a different <laughs> one so this is uh this is um anyway i'll say one of them this is one of them that i like was jack o'connell 
which oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah i good. really really like that another actor was jessica barden who i think i really really like and i've seen her in, in a few bits oh she's in the end of the effing world yes yeah, yeah, yeah and, she's good and she's good yeah she's and and i like her in some of the things i've i've seen her in she was also in in an old film called hannah like a while ago that was when i first and she was in tamara drew and she's I think she's really, really versatile. And she was in a couple of episodes of, of Penny Dreadful. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So that was really the, good. The so one you don't like, like, and Gareth, one I don't Gareth like. Hedlund. Go on, have a guess. No, 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 no. Right. Charlie so, Hannum. Yeah. yeah. Charlie Hannum. Yeah. Because he, yeah. So but Charlie, did you, you didn't watch Sons of Anarchy, though, did you? No, I didn't watch Sons of Anarchy. No. no. So if you liked, if you watch Sons of Anarchy, I think people have a completely different Do, yeah. uh, view of him. But, I mean, he was in like the Lost City of Z and well, a bunch of other stuff. Like <laughs> anyway, okay, uh, okay, I'll say okay. I'll, uh, like, I guess the one film that you kind of maybe like that you give him a pass for. Uh, no, actually, no, he wasn't in that film. That was Gareth Hedlund. I was going to say <laughs> Triple Triple Frontier. Nope, never mind me. Carry on. No, no, okay. Okay, so anyway, so basically the story and, and this this girl that they're taking along is a real handful and she can cause, you know, she's causing lots of trouble. So they go, so the two brothers are like, they're trying to make their way across. They they get money. They've been given money. They've been given a car, but they, they lose the car. They get into a fight. And so there's all these little things that go along the way where they're making their way across to. And, and uh, one of the characters obviously falls for the girl. And it turns out that something's happened. This girl was uh, got something that that someone wants, and it gets a bit bloody for a little while. And then, but they do make it to the fight scene. And I, I don't really want to put too many spoilers in there. Okay, in that, cool. That yeah. sort of way. So yeah, so it's basically an adventure story. Two brothers. One one's a bit exploitive of the other brother, but you know, to, towards the end, uh, they sort of you know work it out shall we say yeah um and and so basically that's it there's a time when this girl runs off and they got to get her and there's a time in the bar and the fight of the fight had got drunk and obviously he's going to get in a fight so the the older brother has to come in and say yeah calm it all down and stuff so yeah it's just a series of you know it, it's just just an adventure movie really with with stories with a it, serious tone is it a bit like a peanut butter falcon in that sort of adventure Mark Twain type style story. Um, no, it's a bit more serious than that. It's a bit okay. more. It's a little bit more gritty than that than that type of thing. I think because you know with some of the incidents. Uh, but yeah, basically, it's these these. It's a it's a. What can we say? It's a it's a family story really about two brothers. You know, and 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 what happens and on this journey they have a journey together. Oh, Jessica Bot. Oh my! She wasn't Tamara Drew. She was one of the two girls who yeah. who had a crush on the film star. The film star, the, yeah, the, the rock star, that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, oh my! Yeah, oh god, yeah, it was her. So, sorry, I'm just I'm just realizing yeah. that now because I saw Tamara Drew for the yeah. first time a while back and, and I didn't and, connect the dots. But yeah, I agree with you. I think Jessica Barden is really, yeah. really good. She, she she's versatile. She can play a lot. I've seen her in a, quite a few different roles, and I think she was in that one called. Hannah with Sorosi, I can never say her name. Sure, Ronan. Sure, Ronan. Yeah, where she's like the secret eight, always trained, you know, and she's she's one. I mean, you see now, uh, now I have to go back and watch that film now because yeah. I don't remember this at all. All oh, right, okay, yeah. <laughs> so, but as I say, I, I, yeah, I just think she's really ver- and 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 Jack O'Connell, I, I, I think he's absolutely he's, and so he's great in this, really, really good in this. Charlie Hannum lets it down. <laughs> does no he does honestly he does i just really i don't like the guy i don't know I, I cannot I, I mean perhaps it must just be something that i don't see but i don't like him in much um, <laughs> no, 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 it's, it's all right because i think you know, i'm a big tennis fan 
and there's yeah. some tennis players that I just have an I have a totally irrational dislike of. <laughs> I can't right. put my finger on it. I just yeah, know I don't yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, it's like the the face shows up, and I'm like, I want to punch something, and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, so yeah, so it's okay. I know, I know you have your fair share of actors. And I reeled out a couple of them who you just don't like them on screen. But yeah, yeah. so so oh, so how many stars would you give? This? I'm gonna give that one. I'll give this one a three star. Three star. Okay, cool. Three star. So we have a three star film. So now we have the final verdict. And here we have it. We have Netflix and we have cinema. Who do we think has won this week? So, Sean. Well, for, for me, I think it's been three across the board except for Nobody, which was a four. So cinema yeah. squeaked it. Yeah, I could say there's only one four. I was trying to think what the one the four was for. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, I would agree. There was it, one four for cinema. Nobody, nobody got a four. Four, nobody got a four, yeah. And and go watch it, Toast. Watch that because I'd love your thoughts on it. And it's always great to see, you know, when you watch things, how you, you know. It, it, it is, it's, oh, um, okay, just first of all to say, yes, cinema, for the second week in a row, cinema has squeaked it by having one film, one <laughs> film that had a four, that, that had a four in it. So um, I, 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 the truth is, nobody is the kind of film that I feel, I feel like they, Oh, I'm about to sort of like repeat ourselves. Say I feel like they don't make them that much anymore. But um, uh, they don't make them like that anymore. They don't make them like they used to. Um, <laughs> but especially with the last year we've had, I, I think nobody is a film that's not supposed to be taken seriously. It's just mm. supposed to go in there and you're supposed to sit down and have a blast with it. And I feel like they th- that nowadays there's too much of a oh no we've got to make it serious we've got to make it broody we've got to make it this we've got to make it that. And I'm not. I uh, and I and this that's what I'm expecting from nobody. I'm expecting nobody to be like, "Hey, this is Bob Odenkirk." Bob Odenkirk <laughs> is known for being a comedian. <laughs> He's known for being a comedian. Then he played Saul Goodman in in Breaking Bad. He now has his TV show Better Call Saul. So if it's Bob, it's yes, he's essentially seen a guy who is known for doing comedy who wants to have his go at Jerry Action like Liam Neeson did. Yeah. And if yeah, and I'm I'm good with that. I'm not expecting great things from this film. I'm expecting to just have a good time where I walk around going, ha, oh, yeah, that was silly, wasn't it? Yeah, but it was fun. That's what I expect from nobody. If nobody gives me that, I will be happy. <laughs> so so um so that's that's what I expect from that. But until next week where hopefully I watch nobody, I get to watch nobody, it's a goodbye from me. It's a goodbye from me. And it's a goodbye from me. Thank you very much for joining us on Netflix for the cinema. Cool. Sharon, do you...